0: You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with me, Anna Charles. This is episode number eight. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over-drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all, hope things are going well. You have a beautiful autumn day here today. Now, as you know, my program is called 90 Days Later, and I often get asked, why, you know, why did you call it that? Um, And my answer is always the same. This is not just a catchy name, but actually it stems from years of working in this way. In fact, I'm rather obsessed with this concept of 90 days. So today I want to talk about this idea that I have been living with actually for years of changing your life 90 days at a time. And not just in the area of transforming your relationship with alcohol either. I have found this to be very effective in many areas of my life. I think it comes from my years of working in the corporate world, where I would regularly lead task forces, sometimes tiger teams, great name, huh, to achieve quarterly objectives. And they weren't always, you know, objectives that would last for the whole year. They weren't even always building on the annual goals, but more, this is uh, something we need to achieve in the next quarter, in the next 90 days. I started to become more wired this way. And so I guess it's no surprise that I turned to this 90 day format when I decided I was going to transform my relationship with alcohol. And then when I in turn wanted to take what I had learned and packaged it up to help others do the same. But first let me make it clear what the 90 days later format does not mean. This is not a count the days to sobriety program. In fact, there's no talk about sobriety at all. We don't say in my program, things like I'm five or 10, 30, even 90 days sober without a drink. In fact, some people don't even join my program with the goal of quitting drink entirely, which would make counting the days pointless in any case. More often than not, my clients want to rewire how they feel about the booze and how they act around it. Success for them might mean stopping drinking completely. A lot of people have that. But it might also mean being able to drink just one glass of wine at Sunday lunch and put an end to it for the week, with ease. The second reason why I have a problem with counting days, and I know for many people it works, but it doesn't for me, is that I don't think it tackles the real reason we drink. And I'm talking here about people who aren't alcoholic And that you don't drink to avoid a physical withdrawal, but people who are over drinking and you really want, you know, want to cut back, but find it difficult. Because the reason we do this and the reason we drink is that we like it. It's really that simple. We have taught ourselves to like it. So we desire drink. And unless we tackle this desire to drink, then counting days will only be putting off the inevitable having a drink. And I know because I lived this. I could go months without a drink. But counting days only made me smug, right? Look how good I am. You know, six weeks, whatever, without a drink. But I'm human. And without nixing my desire for alcohol, there will inevitably, and there always was, came a day when I took a drink. It might have been something as simple as thinking I want a drink. And that desire would come flooding back and I'd be back into the ritual of drinking again. To avoid this, I deal with this in my program by neutralizing the way I and my clients think about alcohol. It's neither a sin nor a delight. So we don't count our days off the stuff. It's not a relevant metric. The other thing about the 90 days later approach is I don't approach the topic and the challenge of rewiring your relationship with alcohol as a marathon now you're hearing this a lot right with goal setting it's a marathon it's one step in front of the other you know every day every day it makes change and you're moving one step towards your goal and i get it this is a great approach for many goals i use it in my own personal and business life but i found this didn't work when it came to drinking because it inevitably turned then into account your day sober Uh, way of thinking and as I've just explained I don't find that helpful and how you feel about your drinking is so important right many people come to me after years of over drinking they just want to drink less but they've struggled and haven't been able to do it they imagine it will take years and years to rewire because after all they've spent years and years doing the thing they want to stop they imagine it'll be hard especially if they've tried and failed And even if they've got a history of just trying to drink a little less each day and not achieving that goal, it can feel exhausting before they've even started. It's just like if I said, I want you to do a marathon, right? You're going to start right now. You can run really slowly if you want, but you're on a marathon between now and when you finish. And you'll likely feel all sorts of I can't do it thoughts. It's too far, it's too much, I'm not ready, I'm not trained, I haven't been able to do it before, You know, I'm not fit enough, I, you know, I need this, I need that, I can't. So instead, I set things up as a series of sprints. Think of it perhaps as running a marathon but in bursts of 100 metre sprints. Now the idea of covering 100 metres seems achievable. Seems within reach. You, you know, you can even see the finishing line when you're standing on on the track. You can put your all in long enough to stay fully committed to covering that distance, and that's my experience with my life and with my clients. So that's why we don't approach this as a marathon, but as a series of sprints. The third thing that my program isn't about the way the approach is is you don't get to ninety days and ta-da. You know everything solved because while my program is set up as 90 days many of my clients achieve freedom around alcohol way before the 90 days are reached and that comes from people who have spent years of trying to make the change and failed and this is counterintuitive right you think you've been doing something for a long time it's going to be hard it's going to take you all the time and yet you do it much quicker But I think the secret lies in the fact that with this sprint approach, there's less anxiety about the main finishing goal because your full focus is on the next sprint, on the next 100 metres. And this relieves the pressure. You're just looking at the next immediate goal in a very, very focused way and there's no talk of marathons. And this is especially relevant as many people, when they start working with me, are not entirely sure they're all in on their goal. That might sound a little weird, right? You work with a coach to make a change, but you're not entirely sure if you want the results. So let, let me explain how this plays itself out. These are the people who want to change. They want to only drink one glass, if that's what they say they will, but they're afraid of succeeding because they're afraid of having a boring life the idea seems dreary and not necessary because they have taught themselves to think that not drinking means boring and tedium so we don't think about the end goal at all that would in their current minds harbor all sorts of dreary you know days spent out nursing and orange juice while everyone around them has a whale of a time no no we just think about the behavior we're working on in the immediate term So what are the upsides in taking this 90 day sprint approach? Well, firstly, the 90 days acts as a sort of a safe container to try new things out, to find out what doesn't work, to assess and pick yourself up, to keep going, sprint after sprint after sprint. And you get the guidance from me to do this. And we get started fast. And when I say sprint, I mean sprint i'll give you a three-step quick start approach so you can start to live out your new life from day one so the 90 days gives you a form of carved out focus but the really important thing here is that you're still in the real world you're still dealing with all the circumstances your environment the triggers for you that set you off to want to drink you're still dealing with the same people you hang out with your job all the stresses and strains of life doing it this way Making this kind of change in the real-world setting is really important. It's absolutely not necessary that you clear the decks until everything's set up for you to be able to focus on it. No, no. As right now, whatever's going on in your life, bring it on. I don't believe in doing this kind of work in the lab. And I experienced this in my working life years ago by working on a product around refrigeration and i saw how much of a huge difference there is in how products work in the lab so how a fridge would work in a lab where it's clean there's an optimum energy supply there's no dirt you know the environment is very positive people treat the product the fridge with respect they open and close it carefully they don't kick it you know they don't whack it they don't put it next to a fat fryer where it's going to suck in all the dirt and grease that versus how a fridge really lives out its life in the real world with all the misuse the pushing it around the misplacement the dirt the not cleaning it you know letting it go to rack and ruin the poor environment The efficiency and the useful operating life of a fridge in the real world is very different to what manufacturers predict when they see fridges in the labs. To operate in the real world, the fridge needs to be much more robust. And so it is with changing your relationship and views over alcohol. You could take yourself off to some retreat where there's not a drop of alcohol and completely withdraw from society while you do all the work. But unless you're staying in that place forever sooner or later you're going to come face to face with alcohol and what happens then right because you don't get to control your environment you can't strip away all the alcohol from the shelves you can't stop others drinking you can't stop yourself seeing ads or even seeing people on the tv drinking in films and so on so much better to become resilient and robust in how you approach and think about alcohol in everyday life warts and all And you don't even need to take this retreat approach to see that this is what you're doing to yourself in another way. This also manifests itself in the way you might say things like, well, I want to do something about my drinking, absolutely. But first, you know, we need to move house and then we need to get the children settled in the new school. Or perhaps you say, there's a lot going on at work right now. It's just too stressful. I just don't think I could cope without the alcohol. Saying these things makes sense. It's just your brain trying to protect you from feeling pain at the disappointment of letting yourself down again. So it creates these excuses as to why you can't do it now and why you therefore shouldn't even try to start. But of course, the irony is that if you don't start, you're never going to succeed in this goal. So instead, you're choosing to fail in advance. Working within a 90-day container also drives a focus on application over knowledge. And you may know this i mean but i'm going to go ahead and say it anyway because i think that's part of the problem now you can read all the stuff right when you want to do something new you can learn up on all the ways to do this you can seek out all the top tips find out how other experts have done it but that's so very different to doing it yourself feeling how it feels to make the changes to applying it You can watch all the YouTube videos on any new skill, whether it's baking a cake or learning how to ride a bike, but only when you do it do you really begin to learn. The same is true of drinking. You don't know how to change your behaviour yet around the booze, as you haven't learned. And there's such a huge difference between saying, well, that sounds good, that makes sense, I'd like to try that, before moving on to the next thing that catches your eye, there's a huge difference between that and deciding that actually for the next 90 days I'm going to have this as a focus. It's a 90 days that will underpin the rest of your life. Because you need time to try things out, time to fail and pick yourself up, to expose yourself to failure. And this is why it's a safe container and the approach works because there's no shame, there's no judgment. just going to try different approaches and see what works for you and you'll learn that it's okay to fail in fact i encourage it this helps you and me see what's going on with you i like failures to be visible to avoid us sweeping them under the carpet you know pretending the mess isn't there instead we'll celebrate the mistakes have fun with them when your child was learning to write you didn't yell when they kept dropping their pen you congratulated them on the forward progress and you found ways to make the learning fun. Well, I help you to learn from your mistakes without stress? If you approach something with an open mind without anticipating the weight of failure and misery and tedium and boredom, you're gonna make strides forward, believe me. Another key element and something that actually often shows up as a way for people to sort of sabotage their forward movement is the relevance of your past to your current goals, right? And a lot of people give, in my opinion, undue weight to their past, especially if you've tried to cut back drinking before and you didn't manage it. I find this with so many people. They come with the weight of heavy expectation on their shoulders. I, I see it in their faces. I see it in how, what they say, right? Things like, I've got to do it this time. I really have, Anna, I've got to. Or they'll say, I'll give it a go. Mm, but i don't really think it'll work as it hasn't before but okay maybe i'll i'll have a go to that i say of course this makes total sense because to achieve something new in your life you need to do something you haven't done before so i say you get to make your past as relevant as you choose it to be you can decide it has no bearing on your future you can decide that you've learned what didn't work before rather than that everything you know you try fails. You can decide to think that using willpower and counting days and trying to deprive yourself into making a change didn't work, didn't work for you. And you can decide to think that being mean to yourself didn't work either. So instead, let's try something different. Now, this next one might sound strange. But another reason why the 90-day structure works is that a lot of people are actually scared of success. I have people who come to me who want to cut back or quit drinking, but they secretly self-sabotage because they're scared of being successful. It's like they're telling themselves this is good, this makes sense, but the rebel in them is saying it'll be boring. And they end up approaching this and showing up by saying, I'm all in to a degree, but I'm not really sure because I'm scared of living a boring life without drink. Do they even really want success? You might ask. Of course. And this is totally, totally normal. And it's why I don't talk about quitting drinking entirely, because that's a step too far for some people. They just want to cut back a bit, at least to start with. This makes success more acceptable to them. And that's okay postscript here i often find that people then want to take it further but that's up to them and that's something that they go through in the process now your journey in making the change your change your transformation around alcohol is unique why you drink and how you feel about your drinking Is much more important than your environment or your triggers or who you hang out with or even what's in your glass or for how long you've been drinking. And this is why within the 90 days container, my signature coaching framework of intention, courage, and commitment is used as the backdrop for each sprint. Right? It's all about intention of staying aware and focused, being actively conscious of every drink and of every thought that precedes a drink. It's about having the courage to take the steps, to rewire your behavior, to be willing to fail, to scrape your knees and get back up again, and commitment to learn the lesson and do it again. And we do all of this without judgment or without any talk about your worthiness or with any talk or importance later what you have achieved before. Together we work on intention, courage, and commitment, and you will achieve your goals. Intention, courage, and commitment wins the race every time. So in a 90second summary, this is all of these reasons of why I'm obsessed with the 90-day approach. not as a count your day to sobriety program, but as a safe container to enter into a series of sprints, that will rewire how you see yourself, and alcohol. And it will give yourself time to sell yourself on the changes you're making you know, to be really ready to succeed. If you're sick and tired of over drinking and you're ready to experience freedom around alcohol, working with a coach is a way to do this fast. If you show up and do the work, I guarantee you'll get the results you want, within 90 days, often much more quickly than that results that will last permanently. So if you're ready to back yourself into becoming a new you for the new year, start by booking a call with me to see if we'd be a good fit to work together. You'll find a link to my calendar in the show notes. It's one step away from creating that first sprint to your new life. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. If you want to achieve total freedom around alcohol fast, having a coach is the way to make it happen. So I'm inviting you to a discovery call to see if we'd be a good fit. This is a completely free of charge, no strings attached call. You can sign up in the show notes or by emailing Anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.